Welcome to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host Dennis Simpson as we discuss the history, facts, people, places, events, lots more surrounding Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com. The website is hotspringsvillageinsideout.com, HSV for short, hsvinsideout.com. He is Dennis Simpson. My name is Randy Cantrell. We have a special guest. He is Mike Varney. He's another DFW guy. So now we're outnumbering you today, Dennis. <laughs> two of us that are outside the village, at least today. Mike's inside the village an awful lot, though. So this could be Hot Springs Village inside out out today, right? It could be. It could be. It could, it could be. be. Mike, it's a pleasure having you today. And, and I, I want to tell our guest the reason I ran into Mike is he's part of the short-term rental association that we're working with, with Miss Cindy Erickson. Um, and first of all, Randy, as we quote, as we hit the button today, we've got how many days and how many li- listeners and how many viewers and all that stuff. Oh, I knew you'd, I knew you'd, I should have looked this up. So let's, well, before, while let's you're looking it up, straight. I want to Go tell ahead. our guest while you're looking it up, I want to tell our guest real quick or our listeners, um, the number one show that we've ever done so far, at least according to YouTube is about, um, a reserved property. We're probably looking down the barrel of 800 views on that particular one uh, show. I didn't know that it was uniquely hitting a nerve, but apparently it does. And we have a follow-up to that we'll be doing shortly. So just want to let everybody know, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. You people in Finland, uh, where was it? Yeah. Finland, New yeah, Zealand. Our one, our one listener in Finland. Our one listener. We're going yeah. for two. Well, we're pushing we for may two. Have, we may have. We may have two. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, as we hit the record button today, and we will go ahead and tell you that we've we recorded this in advance. Go for it in advance. Cause we're going to take vacations soon. You yeah. Know. So this will be, this will be, uh, you're watching this in late October. We're recording this on the last day of September yep. and HSV inside out.com. And this podcast are 121 days old today. Wow. <laughs> over. Awesome. Are we over 1100 mm-hmm. viewers yet? I mean, 1100 followers yet. Uh, yeah. in the group, yeah, we're pushing, I don't know. We're pushing 1200. We're, we're crowding 1200 in our, in our Facebook group and hundreds, potentially thousands of listeners and viewers. So we are the number one rated podcast about hot Springs village in hot Springs village and outside hot Springs. Yeah, village. Well, we're the only podcast about hot Springs village. Mike, we've made you mate long enough, buddy. I apologize that's, for the, no, that's fine. <laughs> I tell you what, I appreciate what you guys do. Um, I have, once I discovered, uh, you know, your podcast, I've went back and, and looked at most of them, um, just because it's, it's given me a lot of insight into the village. Um, so it's, uh, it's much appreciated. Well, I tell you, I tell you what, that nothing makes us happier because the part of the problem is when we see social media and we see some low information comments, people that don't understand how things work. And I know it's complicated. It's not like any other city, city, POA, community in in the world that we're aware of. And that said, it's a little more complicated and we want to explain that. 
But as, as Randy said earlier, we, we're, we're not throwing stones either. That's not our gig. Uh, we, there's other people that do that. If you want to watch that, there's plenty of people that throw stones. We're trying to share information and give some, some feedback. And, and we find, like you, Mike, if it's people that are really interested, I mean, they're really interested. And they'll watch literally hours of two talking heads kind of blather on about something. When in essence, what we want to do is ask you how you got into short-term rentals. We'll start with that. Then we'll ask how you got here. Well, listen, um, we had several, we had like 38 uh, long-term rental between commercial and uh, residential in Massachusetts, uh, which were purchased when we lived in Massachusetts. Um, We left Massachusetts in 2016. And so uh, I managed all those uh, properties. And so it it, it was getting to be, uh, a chore going back and forth to Massachusetts. Um, we have a 16 year old daughter that's in school. Uh, you know, for various reasons, it was, it was time. It, w- it was time um, to get out. And so early 2020, right before COVID hit, oh Lord, um, we, we sold most of, of what we had out there. So let me, let me, let me recap. So you're living not in from Massachusetts, by the way. Yeah, that's no, what I was. No. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was going to give, come back to that. So you're living in McKinney, Texas and managing Correct. 38 units in Massachusetts. Correct. Correct. Wow. Yeah. And, and how do you do that? Or do you do that successfully? Or was it time to let well, go of them or what? It, it can be done. Um, you know, just like there's many short-term rental folks that uh, live thousands of miles from their properties. Um, it can be done if you've got good, people that are boots on the ground. Yeah. Um, that in itself was proven to be, you know, quite a challenge. Um, but these were long-term rental properties. These mostly, were long-term right? rentals. Yeah. So, so it's, it's not a, a, a day-to-day thing, but um, you know, if you're familiar with the Northeast, everything is old up there. <laughs> so we had buildings that were a hundred plus years old. Oh, wow. Um, you, you know, we had, had uh, issues, you know, just like we do with the short terms, um, and it was just getting to be getting to be too much with the, with the back and forth. And the timing was right. It was it was either let's put a bunch of money into these things or get out. And uh, like I said, I think we we timed it pretty good um, right before COVID, and then we had we had like five units left that were all in one building. Um, that we sold in November. Well, let me ask. So, and we've, we've jumped ahead just a piece and we're going to have to go back and forward. So it's your wife's name is Jolene. Correct. And so it's you and Jolene and y'all met in where, and I mean, give us some background. there. We, what have uh, you done well, before? we, we, uh, we started dating when we were 16 years old um, in uh, Eastern Iowa. We grew up, in, I grew up in a metropolis of about 1500 people. She lived <laughs> seven miles down the road in uh, a town of about a thousand um, farm communities that uh, my sister lived in the same town uh, that she did. I have an older sister and I spent a lot of time there in the summer uh, with my sister. So I actually played baseball um, in the summertime. So I played Pony League and Jolene's dad was my Pony League baseball coach. Um, That's how I met her. The, the following year, we started dating, and uh, I spent a lot of time in, in Walkett as well. W- with my sister and I, we were very close. 
And uh, so, yeah, so our, our journey started when we were 16. How did you get from Iowa to, to McKinney, Texas? Or have you been all over? Oh, we've been all over. Um, you know, after uh, went to school at the University of Iowa, um, we both went to work uh, for Kimberly Clark out in uh, New Milford, Connecticut. Um, I was in operations, Jillian uh, in finance. And uh, we had moved... Like I was telling Randy earlier, about every two years, really, you know, that, that, that whole corporate world, it worked out for us, um, you know, for quite some time. Uh, Jolene was climbing the corporate ladder. Um, she was actually the treasurer at, at uh, Kimberly Clark wow. um, for a period of time and has been in CFO positions uh, after she left that. Uh, Lots of travel, lots of uh, different jobs. Um, we ended up back in the Metroplex for the third time. We keep gravitating back here. Um, we, we, we really do like the Metroplex. Um, we've lived in, in Flower Mound. We've lived in uh, the M Streets in Dallas uh, was our, our first home, uh, which I wish we would have bought about 12 of them yeah. <laughs> back when we lived Don't there. And, and now to McKinney. Yeah. We'll have so, to put some links in the show notes. For those of you that don't understand the M streets in Dallas, we'll, I'll figure out a way to, <laughs> I'll, I'll figure out a way, Mike, to give people some context to that. Just, just I, north of downtown. Yeah. I'm proud that I know where Highland Park is. I, I pat myself <laughs> on the back for uh-huh. that. I, that. That's my high end discussion, you know. Well, how did you find the village? How did you find Hot Springs Village and what, what was appealing to you about it? Listen, Something came across, um, I think it was actually a pop-up while Jolene was on her laptop that said one of the um, top 10 best-kept lake community secrets. And Hot Springs Village was, was on that list. And so she came down, she, she talked to me, I did a little research and said, hey, listen, that's about four and a half hours away. And... So this was last September. We had never heard of the place. Um, during the middle of, of the Hot pandemic. Spring. Pardon me? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. But I mean, during the middle of the pandemic. Oh, correct. Yeah, it was, it was, wow. it was last September. Um, had never heard of it. And so we are, we're like, you know what? Let's go take a trip there and check this out. Um, we, we were starting to get. You know, we had sold the properties in Massachusetts, so our interest is in real estate. Um, so what we did was, was I got online, looked on Zillow, found a realtor that we didn't know from Adam, and uh, called them, set up for the next weekend to come and visit Hot Springs Village. Um, immediately, uh, I was in love. <laughs> As, as well as, as Jolene, um, we, we did a VRBO, um, I think that was, uh, I think it was actually a village villas property that we, we stayed at. Um, we looked around two days later, we put an offer on a house, um, which two became days. our, two our, days our, later. Our, our first house. Um, it was a very unique property. We were looking for something. We've got a, 
a uh, condo out in, in Durango, Colorado. They kind of happened the same way. Visited for the first time before we left. We, we did that and we short-term rent that. So we had an interest. Um, the realtor that we met with um, was, has four of her own properties, uh, short-term rental properties in, in the village as well. Um, we looked at some of her numbers. We did some due diligence. We bought the first property for ourselves, um, knowing that that's where probably long-term we would like to be. Um, I don't know if it will ever totally leave the Metroplex, <clears throat> but between uh, the village and, and Colorado, at some point, you know, we kind of formulated a very quick plan. To, that's what we were going to do. This property, we moved on very quickly because it was a very unique property for the village. It's on Lake Balboa um, on uh, Resplendor Way. And, and uh, we knew that if we didn't move quickly, it was going to be gone. And we kind of thought this is our one opportunity for that property. And we also knew that if we needed or decided we didn't like the village for whatever reason that we weren't going to have any trouble getting out of it, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, going forward. So, so, so now you, you have this one or you have more or what have you got now? I, no. So, so between um, September, when we put the offer on the first property <clears throat> between November and the end of December, we closed on four. Because you need a good round number. You don't need an odd we, number. Well, but keep yeah. in mind, we, he, we, he, he basically liquidated Massachusetts, folks. So this is a- exactly, exactly. Um, as a matter of fact, we did 1031 exchange for uh, one of the properties. And um, we, we are going to have an odd number because we're, we're currently in the process of getting our fifth ready. So I, I can read in between the lines that it's been semi-successful for you. Is that correct? Well, we're, we're hoping, you know, we've, we've jumped in with both feet. Um, you know, you, you ask why the village for short-term rentals. There's a, a couple of reasons, you know, behind that. Number one, we did some due diligence. We, we had some numbers to look at. Um, real estate as a whole uh, is, is a good investment, historically speaking. Now, the village is a bit odd when you go back and look at some of the, the sales and the numbers through the history. Um, but we saw just a great potential in the village uh, that I don't think has been completely fulfilled um, and, 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 and hoping to be a part of, um, you know, making the village what it can be uh, going forward. Um, by that, I just mean the gr- village is a great place with, with uh, so much to offer, um, whether it's the lakes or the golf courses or the hiking, just the beauty. I mean, uh, you, you know, there's, there's a lot there that, that interests us. Uh, we didn't hesitate because we were buying homes that we felt that if we needed to get out of them, like I said, the short-term rental didn't work, um, we'd be able to get out of them. We weren't buying fixer-uppers. Um, we were buying homes that were nice homes um, that 
you know, based on dollar per square foot, we were getting at good prices. We didn't get in at the low point, um, but I think we got in before the high point. And so even if the short-term rental didn't, didn't pan out and we made $0, we were going to be okay. Now, prior, um, prior to coming to the village, short-term yeah. rental background was The zero. only short-term rental background we have is in 2019, we bought the condo in Durango, Colorado. Um, we decided that that was a place that we wanted to, to spend some time. Um, and, and the place we bought is a resort uh, where the condo is that, that had a lot of short-term rentals in it. So um, we short-term rental that one. We have a national company that takes care of everything uh, for that. And we pay them 30% to do that. Um, hmm. That's why I managed ours in Hot Springs Village. But so, so that was really our only <clears throat> experience in short-term rental. Um, and, and so we, we felt that we chose areas that we wanted to be at um, rather than hot, you know, areas. The, what we like about Hot Springs Village is it's not Daytona Beach. It isn't uh, Party Central, wherever that is. The clients Destin, tell the, yeah. that the people that are coming to the village aren't people that, uh, by and large, Aren't aren't people that we're going to have to worry about burning down our house, um, you know? And it was close enough uh, that that I can get there. If we've got a problem, you know, somebody calls at six p.m. by ten thirty, I can be there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's close enough. Uh, right now, I'm I'm back and forth sometimes twice a week. Right. I, I look at that drive as a half a day of work. You know, well, you, so it's you, no big deal. You do know that what is it? Uh... What's the local airline in Hot Springs? I think I flew to DFW and uh, and uh, one way for thirty nine dollars the same day to the Hot Springs Airport. So I mean it it can you, it you can, can even it. be yeah. yeah. Well, provided the weather's good. Yeah, but but by the time I drive to to the airport, get there, drive from the airport, to, you know, yeah, I'm, get I'm a car. Have, I've already have driven there, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I understand completely. Well, it's it's fascinating. It really is. And what do you see from an outsider in this instance? What do you see is the market? And, and I'm sorry, I meant to ask something a moment ago, too. I'm assuming when you talk about Resplendor, I know that area very well. So the, are you all your properties, you would say, you know, they're not necessarily fixer uppers, but they're more blue chip. They're ready to move. They're 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 really nice properties, is what you're saying. They, they are. They are. And the house that we are currently um, getting ready is is the the one that that is required the most work. I mean, we bought one on Granada Golf Course that uh, was built in 2016 and was built at a, as a rental, uh, mm. a short term rental. Um, it was ready to go. We that one we bought everything in it. Boom, turnkey. Uh, we're, we're off and running. Um, we've got another one over off of Campana that is uh, on Isabella Golf Course um, that is a, a 3,800-square-foot home, um, you, you know, on the golf course that it was just a matter of putting furniture in and, really? uh, you know, get, getting it ready. There wasn't any real work 
And for our listeners, and, and once again, it, you know, I'm the, the, I'm the inside, he's the outside and between us, we need a five mile view and we need a 100 foot view, you know, what roughly per night. And I want our listeners to hear roughly per night, your Isabella, what does that go for? Uh, 249 a night. Okay. And that's uh, on the golf course on the golf course. It's right at the green, uh, on number seven of Pinto. Um, and, and it's 249 a night and then, uh, $10 per person per night over for and, uh, anything and, over four. And I'm going to say it sleeps four or, or six or it's, it sleeps 10. It's a four bedroom. And then there's a big common room upstairs. Um, that we've got segregated where we've got a couple of twin XL beds in there as well. So, so there's six beds. So if there's couples, we, we advertise it as we'll sleep 10. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Randy, well, your perspective. No, I'm just envious, but I'm always <laughs> envious. I tell every guest, I'm just, just color me green. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Needless to say, you're, you're playing, you're playing in the upper end in, in the short-term rental? Well, you know, I, I really don't know because from what I've seen um, in the village, there are a a lot of very nice places out there, um, you know, for, that are, that are short-term rentals. Um, You don't see a lot of, you know, just a place to lay my head at night uh, kind of places being rented in, in the village. Um, so, you know, we tried to buy nicer places. Um, but I think there's, there's a lot of really nice homes in the village that are, yeah, but the bang, the bang for buck. I mean, when you start doing the math and you're talking about a four bedroom house, I mean, on the golf course, super on hard, the golf super, course. super hard to touch. Yeah. You know, well, when you it know, comes Cindy, to bang for the buck, I'm sorry, Randy, Cindy said, Cindy straight, who's with Remax said that they had a. What was the one on Granada Lake, uh, Randy? What did it sleep? 10 or 12? And it had a, a full house upstairs and like a little mm-hmm. apartment downstairs. Mm-hmm. And I think that one went for six fifty a night. And that's the nicest one she had. Uh, and for what it's worth, and you'll appreciate this, Mike, uh, she was saying it took them two days of cleaning and prep to reset it and clean it and get it back, put back together. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I thought she's, I, she may have even said 72 hours. It was a 70, it was a 40, yeah, 72 it hour 70, turner. It was a 72 hour turnaround. Wow. Well, and, wow. and for, on the other hand, there's us and, you know, you check out at 11, we got other people checking in at four, you know, so move it people. We got to hop here. <laughs> well, that's what we do. We have it. We have a 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Checkout with a 4 p.m. Uh, check-in to, to try and give the, the cleaners enough time. And, you know, most of the time that's sufficient. I mean, the, the cleaners we use usually get, you know, four people in there, mm. um, you know, at a time and, and, and they're going at it. Um, and typically, you know, like I refer back to the kind of clientele we get in the village um, you know, most people are, are pretty respectful and leave the house in great shape. Um, that well, isn't 100% by any stretch, but yeah, well, we're about to have a significant sea change in the village in some areas. I met with, uh, Stephanie, uh, who I, I, don't, I don't think this is the, any, uh, disclosing anything. Stephanie Heffer was with the POA well, 31 years. I'm sorry. Yep. I hope yeah. not. I don't want to have to edit. No, we're not. We're not passing out anything that's that's privileged, privileged information. But she now works at Remax, uh, Remax uh, at Arvest uh, at the bank, and she was asking. You know, they're they're talking about putting a day 
a, a developer is going to put right there on um, at the corner of Pizarro and, and uh, DeSoto there, uh, the, the Western end of Pizarro, they're talking about putting in 18 um, apartments, effectively apartments and townhouses. And she said, do you think that will affect your business talking to me about our rentals here on this lake? And <clears throat> at this time, I think we're looking down the barrel We've got over 1,250 five-star reviews, but we're looking down the barrel at probably 1,450, maybe 1,475 total stays over the last three years. And I bet of those 1,400 or it could be even 1,500, the ones that you know didn't make a, a review or whatever, um, I think maybe I've had half a dozen talk about golf. It's just, if you, if you buy a place on the lake, you're not thinking about the golf, which is typically, as, as Stephanie calls it, on the other end, Golfville, you know, Magellan, Isabella, Ponce, you know, DeSoto or, or DeMonte, uh, Granada, uh, you know, th- that is Golf City, you know, whereas we've got more lakes on the West End and they've got a lot of, we've got a lot of lakes on the East End too, but I call them ponds because they're not that big. But yeah, you, you get my drift. You get I my do. drift. I do. So uh, do you think that, that the uh, hotel or whatever they're going to call it, you think that going in will affect you? You know, I, I, time will tell, but, but, but I wouldn't think so. Um, Maybe it's a different experience. It's, yeah. It, you know, the, the uh, you know, people can certainly, you know, not inside the village, but they can go to hotels now you know whether that's hot springs i mean we, we have a lot of people that stay in the village and spend time in hot springs so you know i i think the people and in, in everything i've read and the the demographics are are, are, are are such that that now the the home stays um are what people are looking for i mean listen we can have we can have three families in that house at you know 289 a night, say, with, you know, with the additional upcharge uh, where you'd have three hotel rooms and you've got a beautiful home on a golf course with the ability to cook or go to a restaurant. Um, you know, everybody has their own their own room. Um, so I, I just think it's those people that are looking for that experience um, is probably probably different from yeah. the people that are looking to, to stay at one of our short-term rentals. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. It just dawned on me because you're, if, if you have three families in three hotel rooms, you're going to have a series of different memories than you would if you were all together in one place. Correct. Correct. Right. Correct. So yeah. how have you found, not to pry, but so how have you, how have you found your success so far? You pleased with the results? We, we are, you, you know, you can always do better, you, you know, as a business, um, we're, we still feel that we're very much in startup mode. We didn't uh, get these things on VRBO, Airbnb. If you can imagine, you know, um, we, we've only got three of them out there right now. Our, our house on Resplendor, um, we rent selectively, I'm going to say. Mm. Um, it's not on VRBO, Airbnb. Um, so, you know, March was, was our startup. And, and so we are still still learning ourselves. Um, so far, so good. Um, could be better. We're starting to see already those repeat guests. Uh. Um, you, you know, and, and and I think that's that's the key is is getting those people that that come 
two, three, four times a year to the village that, that, that love the village as much as villagers do. Um, but, but just haven't, for whatever reason, been able to pull that trigger to, to move there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we get a lot of families that are coming to visit family in the village. Right. Um, and they come a couple of times a year. You know, hey, now, you know, we're not going to do VRBO anymore. Mike, I'm going to call you directly. You know, and, and which is great once I know that it's somebody that's going to take care of our home. Um, you know, so uh, I, I think we're pleased so far in, in, in what's going on. And, and, and the bottom line is, you, you know, I think that the potential is for things to, to get nothing but better. Are you still yeah. scouting new properties? Well, <laughs> we said, an we said after, after four that we're done and we're going to wait and we're going to see yeah. for a while. Uh, but we 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 reach, recently got this this other one that we're getting ready, which is a four bedroom, three bath. Which uh, all of our properties except for one are four bedroom, three baths. Um, we were a little frightened because of the the purchase price of the uh the the golf course on the isabella golf course one and it being a larger property but uh we're 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 finding that that's our our best renter so you you, you kind of had a, a bigger upfront paycheck or bigger upfront check but it's it's paying off better in the long term and, right. and for and, what it's worth there is no greater compliment you can give us than to come back none Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, once somebody's at the village, you know, the, the village can sell itself, you know, it's, it's, to tell you the truth, if our circumstances were different, you know, I would have moved there yesterday full time. I mean, I, I really, really enjoy my time there. Um, I spend as much time as I can there. And so, I don't think that uh, uh, that is is going to be you know too far in the future where, where all of us spend more time there, and so I I think for our renters coming back, it is uh, you know the village sells this, can sell itself. Yeah, our, our second greatest compliment, I think, Randy, you'll know exactly what this is like. We have people that will come to our house, stay in our unit, or stay at one of our other units, and when they show up. Well, we're going to go to the hot springs and we're going to go to Garvin Gardens and we're going to go to the lake and then we're going to get a rental. And then <clears throat> they come back and say, you know, we didn't do any of that. We just came and we walked some trails and we slowed down and we relaxed and we looked around and it was just stinking gorgeous and stinking quiet and peaceful. And we had plenty to do here. We, we were surprised. We thought of this as a bedroom community. We needed to commute back and forth to the real city, but we didn't really didn't. We didn't miss anything. We kind of scrapped our plans after a couple of days and went, forget it. You know, Randy. Oh yeah. No, we're good. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> I mean, by the time the audience sees this, I will, we will have already come and stayed there for a week and yeah. Okay. We, we create this list. And of course with this podcast, I am going to meet some people face to face for the first time, but yeah, by and large, we're like, nah, we're good. We're good. We'll just sit here. We'll just sit here and watch the chipmunks and whatever else. So Enjoy I want to ask beauty. before we wind down, I want to ask about this association and, and you as kind of one of the, one of the, and both of you as kind of, 
you know, part of the founding group of this, and thanks to Cindy Erickson for, for trying to, for getting this thing started. But I'm curious from both of you, and Mike, you go first, you know, what, what, what you would hope that that would accomplish, uh, particularly as it relates to the people that don't really understand this as a business. Uh, and there's a ton of false assumptions out there about it. I mean, what are your hopes and goals for that group? Well, you know, for the, the, I think the number one thing is to get rid of the, the, the negative connotations that are surround short-term rentals, whether that's in the village or whether that's in my neighborhood here in McKinney um, and how to go about that um, as a group cause uh, to work with the POA, you know, to set some standards, to, to, uh, you know, be the best neighbors we can be and how we go about that um, to get out to the people, how much revenue a short-term rental can bring into the village, um, to the golf courses. Uh, you know, th- there are so many benefits that a short-term rental uh, association can do, I think, together, um, you know, as far as setting those standards and in, in, in being, you know, one voice instead of, instead of scattered. Uh, you, you know, and, and the biggest thing, you know, is, is, listen, short-term rentals are, are, are going to exist. I think the village actually needs them. Um, I think the, the biggest thing we can do is, as a group is to, I don't want to say police, um, but to, to do the best we can to make that experience the best it can be for, us as a short-term rental host for the POA, um, for our guests. And, you know, certainly right along with that is, is for our neighbors um, that are besides these, these short-term rentals, um, you know, in, in uh, the, bar out, bar. You know, the best, best practices to make that happen. Well, I don't, I don't know that self-policing, I understand, I agree, but, but, you know, Cindy, and I appreciate her comment about this and Mike, you and I worked on this and, and some other things. And that is, you know, the very, very bottom line is, is you, we have two options. We can be policed or we can self-police and hold ourselves to higher standards so that there's no need to police us. And, and there's, there will always be anybody in any community who has a neighbor who even doesn't have, doesn't have a neighbor may have a complaint about their neighbor. That's four houses down. That's understandable. That happens everywhere. Mike, you and I talked about the numbers and, and I'm working with Clara to, to talk about this. Number one, short-term rentals have been here since day one. 50 years ago, one of the very first things Cooper did was, okay, we're going to build a lake. We're going to build a golf course. We're going to build this place in the middle of nowhere at that time. No Walmart within an out within 30 minutes, no McDonald's within an, you know, I mean, nothing. The post office was, you know, beside the gas station in a little bitty convenience store, we would call. And they built all that. Well, but they had to build short-term rentals too, because you don't want people driving back and forth to a place they are going to fall in love with and come home, but they can't even spend the night here. 
So right. short-term rentals have always been in that mix. And according to some of the numbers that you and I put up, uh, we talked about there were 230,000 rounds, 230,000 rounds of golf last year in the village. Not our peak by any stretch, but still a good year. Okay. Golf has picked up you know, significantly. Uh, if that was $45 a round, that would be around 10 to $11 million. Okay. Roughly guessing at this, because I know the number of, of, of registered Airbnbs and VRBOs is around 270 in that ballpark, 280. Uh, and I think there's about another hundred that I can account for with some of the other village villas and places like that. So typically about 375 rentals in the village. If those rentals are generating $175 a night, 65% of the time, that's over $14.7 million, roughly what, 40%, 30% more than every golf round played in the village. And, and I want to, and really, Mike, I want to get your spin on this because you're in a better position to answer this than anybody else. <clears throat> when I hear people say, those people, those outsiders or those investors, nobody wants to use the word investor because it's those just evil Airbnb people, as, as some people call it. Those, you know, they're just taking money out of the community. I don't see it that way. I see that we're investing hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars into this community and holding up these property values for you and everybody else and, and helping the community. What would you say to somebody that says, oh, you're just taking money out of the community? Well, I, I, I'd given them an example that I've used before, um, which, which is, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's fact. Um, I had a group of, eight golfers that stayed at my Isabella house uh, for three nights. So they played golf for four days. They played the first day they came in. Um, that generated, and, and, and this doesn't include anything that they've paid for lodging. By the time they paid for their golf, they ate at restaurants uh, two times a day. They um, went to Brookshire's to, to get drinks, just just drinks and some breakfast stuff and, and ate out the rest of the time that that three night stay generated 30, right around $3,500 um, that went to the village. You know, that scenario plays out time after time, day after day, month after month at all of these short term rentals that are putting money, that money into village. I mean, that number doesn't include anything that they paid for um, the stay at my home. And which, by the way, they, they pay uh, taxes. Um, I'm going to even go even a little further. Typically in the summer, just these three homes, um, you know, my, I pay cleaners about $700 a month or, or a week. I'm sorry that live inside the village. Um, I pay a maintenance guy to take care of my garbage. I've, I've put my garbage out one time at any of these houses, um, either myself or somebody else collects it and, and takes it away. Um, about $125. I pay somebody that lives inside the village to take care of my lawns. Um, I had an electric bill that was over $600 that I paid more tax on than my neighbor that month. I guarantee you. So I would, these things generate income for, for the village is, is, is the bottom line. Um, you know, do I hopefully make money? Um, you know, 
I do. You, you know, that's, that's, that's the bottom line. Um, but I've put a significant amount of money into the potential to do that in, into the village myself. Um, I pay POA, POA fees. I, I, I do all that things on these houses, but that house generates that kind of income for the village um, besides the regular POA fees, besides the regular bills that are paid by a typical uh, person that lives inside the village. So I, I, I see that as a, as a real benefit. Well, and not to mention just the purchase of the properties in this economy, you're, you're buying five properties, five houses in there has only enhanced the property values collectively inside the village. It's just how it works. It's just, it, it it's is, just yeah. pure math. We need Jolene uh, really? on here. We need a real. <laughs> we need the brains of the outfit. We, 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 she we can, need the numbers. Yeah, the she, numbers can, she can absolutely. Well, it does dispel a bunch of myths. Go ahead, Dennis. No, I was just going to say if you need if you need a, a CPA, I've got one, but she's real introverted. She won't want to be on camera. But you know, and she reminds me just because I'm a CPA, I'm not a walking calculator. I'm a CPA. <laughs> Give me a little she, bit of time to run these numbers. Huh? Yeah, well, not only that, but she is. Uh, we joke about you know calculators. No, 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 no. But she can spout IRS regulations right and left. Sure. I mean, it's just mind boggling. Uh, it's a waste of a waste of a beautiful mind, if you ask me. But that said, uh, I do want to make some note, and and you know, it's it's chicken or egg thing. Can't have chicken eggs without chickens, et cetera, et cetera. And when I just mentioned a minute ago, we had two hundred thirty thousand rounds of golf. Without short-term rentals, would we have had two hundred thousand? I mean, well, it, and, there, and, 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 and to your point, that's about sixty dollars a round, I believe, for a visitor as really? well. Yeah, you, you know, so 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 that fee is even more. Where myself as a POA member, I, I think it's about thirty-eight dollars. Yeah, um, of my visitors, you know, they're they're paying sixty dollars a round, and they think it's a pretty good bargain. I, absolutely. Well, I tell you what, Mike, we can't thank you enough for being with us today. Thank you for being in the in the short-term rental group, the, the association. Thanks sure. to Cindy Erickson. Don't, and don't for forget the lightning together. round here. Oh, oh, that's right. We've got the lightning round. No, we got I'm the sorry. lightning round. Yeah, don't this is my favorite part of the show. Round. Yeah, I, right, I, I, these, I could. These are quick. These are quick and painless, Mike. Okay. Hiking, boating, golf, or tennis. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say golf with a slight edge over boating. There you go. Hamburger or taco. Taco. Beaches or woods? Woods. If you had a warning label, what would it say? <laughs> Oof. Dearie me. You're going to get me in trouble now, Randy. <laughs> um. <laughs> caution. Truth uh. may come out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> proceed with caution. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. Favorite sport? Football. Appetizer or dessert? Dessert. And what would it be? Probably a hot apple pie with ice cream. Yeah, Dang, that sounds good. good. Yeah. All right. You're you're in McKinney, but pretend you're not. Okay, so you're you're on your you're on your house, Balboa. What's the most interesting thing you can see out your window? The lake, the loons on the peninsula in the backyard. Um, 
You were yeah. just asking for one, weren't you? No, you're good. I'm just getting more. I, I, I'd, say, I'd say the lake. You can see the lake from you can see the lake from every every room in the house. Wow. That's awesome. Reading, watching, or listening? Watching. Sneakers, sandals, or hiking shoes? Sneakers, definitely. Do you have a nickname? That you can I share? I really don't. Uh, I mean... That's all right. <laughs> yeah. Listen, my, I, I grew up in eastern Iowa. I, I grew up wrestling. And uh, my my uh, wrestling coach uh, always called me Barn Dogs. <laughs> what? Where barn he dog? came up with it? Why? Barn, I don't barn, know. We've, barn uh, Dogs, like with a V, like your name? Barn Dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of my oh, last yeah. name, and then and, and then Dogs. Just it was, it was a uh, Barn Dogs. It was it was a, like a, a, good a name LL- of endearment for me. That sounds like a good LLC name, Barn Dogs <laughs> LLC or something. All right, first job. First job, first real job, um, detasseling corn at 14. That does not sound fun. It, it, it's not. <laughs> it's not. I, had a, I had a friend tell me one time I was building pools when I was 14. He said, this is an honest living. Some days it's a little too honest. And I thought, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a, a job that's too honest, right, Mike? That's right. That's right. All right. I know that you lived in London because you said that uh, before we hit the record button, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask how many languages do you speak? I speak one and that would yeah. be English. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Favorite movie. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm, I'm not much of a movie guy. I'm going to go to the old standby. I, I love comedy, probably Caddyshack. <laughs> yeah. Highbrow comedy. Highbrow yeah. comedy. Yeah. I'm telling right. you. Yeah. That's if right. you were, if you were a superhero, what superpower would you have? goodness uh to be able to fly yeah yeah, that's yeah i like dennis, that one. that's what dennis yeah, said. I always thought okay that's favorite cool. musician or band oh you, you know uh, i'm rather eclectic in my my taste but <laughs> probably you know i'd say we'll go back to to like the eagles um we'll say the eagles i okay. listen to everything from 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 that to ACDC to Kid Rock to, you I like know, it. it it's it? it's uh I like it. You're a man after wide range. Mind. Yeah. All right. The very first concert you went to. Oh my goodness! Uh, very first concert I went to. Maybe, I'm, I'm thinking Sammy I'm, Hagar. I'm, ex- oh, wow. I'm, I'm suspecting people didn't come and hold concerts in your 1500 <laughs> no, <but> hometown. <laughs> no, no, but, uh, we lived, um, which going to town was, was to Davenport, Iowa, which is part of the quad cities. So, which I found out John, uh, Cindy Erickson actually, um, lived in Bettendorf. We were, we were lived close to each other in Iowa. Small world. Yeah. Speaking of going to town, we had some, we had some country visitors come one time staying here at the house, you know and I mean? Country, country with a K. Yeah. And the, and the kids were like, they were asking, well, when are we going to go to town? And the dad said, kids, we're in town <laughs> we're, we're here, here, here in Dallas, Fort Worth. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for doing this, Dennis. I'm going to let you say good night. 
I got to, I got to throw out to Lauren. Lauren was a friend that helped me buy lots and sell lots here in the village 20 years ago. She's from Long Island, New York. She and her daughter came out one time and she said, you know, this is really pretty and all, but where's the mall? And I said, well, there's, there's, there's one in North Little Rock. And I mean, this is a big mall, you know, McCain mall in North Little Rock. And the little girl, you know, two a cup later that week, they came back and her daughter who, who I know now is a grown adult and we still joke around and she looked me square in the eye. She put her finger in my face and she said, where's the real mall? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, honey, that's it. I'm, like, I'm sorry. I mean, this was the biggest one in the state at the time. I'm like, I'm not holding out on you. I'm not, I'm not mall withholding from you, buddy. Really? Seriously. Anyway, I still tease Lauren about that and her daughter. It's a pleasure. Mike Varney, it has been a complete and total joy to hear from you today. We appreciate you reaching out and, and talking with us. I am Dennis Simpson from Hot Springs Village Inside Out, and he is Randy Cantrell. Just say my name. He does okay. it to me every time, Mike. It's just and and by the I, way, I, I, we we got to say we got to thank Jolene for loaning her her laptop. Had some computer issues, but I got to tell you, man. I mean, Jolene's laptop it's got a dynamite webcam, Mike. It, I mean, it looks really really good, and the audio is it's as good as anybody we've ever had. So we give you high marks for that. Well, well, so. well. I will I will make sure I pass that along. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by visiting our website, hsvinsideout.com, and tell a friend.